Welcome aboard our vessel. I'll be your captain. Join me and my trusty ally, the cook, as we set sail through our relationship with music, film, literature, and everything in between, as well as our ongoing exploration into mental health and well-being. Anchors up! Captain, we are back, and actually, for the first time ever, we're recording together. We are. I, I actually know you have legs. I know. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> and uh, you know, we're in the cabin. My, you know, we were just um, settling in now. So we actually my mum and dad's cabin, built by my mum and dad's own fair hand. I, I assisted at times, but I've got to say, it was all down to them. What do you think of the the cabin? It's class. It's class. I mean, having the views as well, you know, of like all the way out, and also, I mean. You know, I think it's important to note that, that it's big enough for us to distance too still. Yes. You know, I mean, just covering, like, there is still the restrictions and things. But it's, like, that, and that shows the size of this cabin. It's, like, class just seeing all the, just the guitars up. And I'm, on, like, you know, I'm just rocking on a chair. <laughs> <quite> <laughs> nice, you know, I think I might move in. Here, you, like, you look like an old southern gal. You I just know, need your knitting. She's a shotgun. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love we can see up to Coid Mao. We've referenced a lot of times about how important Coid Mao is. Your last challenge, you went for a, a run over there, didn't you? But um, yeah, we are in the cabin and um, I believe we've sailed to a new place. Yeah, we have. I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, your food's good, but I got a bit peckish. Okay. Um, so I thought, oh, I really, really fancied a sandwich. I was like, where can I get a sandwich from that would meet my needs? And then I realised, like, don't know about some people, but I quite like orange peel okay. as well know with it so i thought oh orange peel orange peel ah oh, marmalade so i just set sail to peru and there was our one listener there with his marmalade sandwich ready <laughs> and uh, sat alongside paddington bear yeah isn't it just having his little yeah. his marmalade sandwich yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i don't know about these features bren but uh, we, we've got to keep going for now haven't we yeah. but uh, I, I like this it's always links back to the spanish when we're in south america doesn't it so a nice old hola Como estas? We hope you're well. Um, we, like you said earlier about the distancing thing, man. Like you know, we're lucky we can distance. We can get together. It's yeah. nice, isn't it? And we know that there's a lot of people out there in the world that maybe are not quite to that phase yet. So hopefully this provides you with a little bit of distraction. Um, we did want to say again, um, like you know, when we get any guests on, but Nick last week was fab, oh, weren't nice. he? Um, yeah. We both listen back to the episode because you're in it when you're doing it. I mostly edit it, and I don't really listen. I'm more editing. Yeah. Um, when you listen back on a walk, um, I just thought you can across excellently so yeah just we're really grateful aren't we oh, captain massively you know and just how open he was about it and just to encourage everyone you know i know it should be coming out either around the time this is out or in the next couple of weeks just listen in you know look up angry little welshman and just yeah give it a go give it a listen listen sure and we've got a bit of a different journey today so shall we um shall we shall we shall we get in and have a and, and tell the listeners what we're doing today yeah yeah i think we should it's one that um I'm pretty sure I've mentioned a few times, obviously, you know, everyone has stories, you know, we both decided like there'll be a time when, and the right time for both of us to share elements of our stories. Um, for me, you know, and it is putting a disclaimer that, you know, I will be talking about grief, about death um, and about bereavement and my own personal journey. So it's just saying like to everyone, look after yourselves as I'm talking through this. Um, I will be very open and there may be some things as well that people might disagree with. Yeah. Um, but it's just, everyone's journey will be different um everyone has different experiences when it comes to grief and loss and mine you know i thought well, how could we do it and what came to mind was almost like a desert island discs okay it's, we like music so much and it's let's just journey through you know my my whole experience you know of this particular 
um, grief, you know, around sudden death, and just see see where we go, really. Yeah, yeah I think it's we, we sort of like um, decided to potentially call it our cabin sessions, you know, just something where we're bringing out. Um, you know some personal things and like you said you know the thing is with grief everyone does have their own yeah. like experience 100% um, and I know you know there'll be episodes of me in the future it's actually coming to an anniversary it's, it's funny as it will come into it in a bit more detail in a minute, but there's just some things happening at the moment that are anniversaries and we talked about on a couple of episodes actually we brought it up on Nick's so how music just places you in certain points in time doesn't yeah. it and, 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 and it's like almost like a marker of a journey um, and it just helps you to think where was I? How was I feeling at that time? When I hear the song, what does it make me think? But it's okay, and that's what you just said is really important um, as well. If you do disagree with some of the comments in today and whatever, there's no right or wrong, no. and it's absolutely fine. What Bryn in his journey has done is not going to be is not going to work for everyone else. But sometimes, like we say, by talking about these things, isn't it, Captain? Is again brave of you to bring it because I know this. We've had this in for since day one. Oh yeah, we? yeah, since day one. And I think also hearing. Tom and Nick speak so openly as well. It just gave me that that little nudge of actually let's do it. And actually, on the time this comes out, you know, as I'll share in a bit, it's almost the perfect timing. Yes, to do it. you know, we we timed it just right. Okay, so um, yeah, Bryn, you know, we just sort of set people up didn't we a little bit on, on on this one being a little bit of a different one we should point out in the cabin as well that my father's treated us to some of his home brewed beers he hasn't has. he he has i know what did you think of his beer shed oh it's class i mean i, I did I, I don't know it's the first time i've properly met your parents and describing someone's beer shed as being like breaking bad i don't know whether <laughs> i'll be invited back or not but it is like just a lab of just different beers I'm, I'm a little bit worried about how I'm going to get home yeah um, it's quite a lot of steps to go down and then luckily actually it's all downhill for me so I should be okay getting home I think the captain and the cook just set up you know the ship's parked yeah. you know what I mean so yeah. I think we just set up we set up here we not we don't have to look after any guests do we this week other than ourselves like, all right. so um, you know we talked about you know we talked about this is a journey mm. for you mm. um, and we've well you've sorry got a number of songs um that you're going to talk people through but i think you've just sort of alluded to the, the whole subject of the call just now um, and you did mention there's a you know a special date coming up next week so just bring that in for people and tell them what we're going to be doing yeah so we're going to be talking through my experience of a sudden bereavement of a well one of my best friends uh the that was in 2007 and we're just going to talk through essentially my whole journey um, with dealing with it, with avoiding it, with challenges. I'm very fortunate, you know, I've gone through a lot of therapy about it, but it took me a while to get into that. And just using the music as, yeah, just a way to guide us through, really, you know, just guide through the whole thing. But also, it's, it's noting that this is coming out on Monday the 14th. Yes. Um, and it's his birthday, Tuesday the 15th, which is why I thought actually it's a really good time a good time to note and to to honor it you know he'll be i it's interesting people say oh he will have been whereas i say he will be 33 yeah you know it's that element of what what do you let go of with stuff and the first song um i'm gonna because i'll try and do this light-hearted as well you know i don't it's not all doom and gloom yeah the grief journey isn't all doom and gloom and the first song i'm i'm gonna plug 
you know, a series one episode, um, episode three, where if people want to f- find out more about this song and the band, please go back and listen because the first one I'm bringing is Less Than Jake and it's All My Best Friends and Metalheads. And what we're going to try and do now, aren't we, is try and play the song. Yeah. So we hope for our Spotify listeners, we know a large proportion of our listeners are on Spotify. Hopefully you'll be able to hear the song in a moment and that's kind of how this journey will work. For anyone else involved in this, if you want to take a moment to stop and play Less Than Jake or My Friends or My Best Friends and Metalheads, then you can go off and do that now. Okay, so we've just sat and we and had a mm. had a listen. Um, I remember saying to you, and we, you know, we've already referenced people to go back to it, but um, they were a band I heard of, and I knew a couple of their songs, but they're your favourite. So when we got to know each other, um, and I started going through the journey of their music, it, it's just great. Like it's it is great. It is what punk's about, but it's got that punk scar element. It's jump around. But anyway, this is the start of your journey isn't it with with your story you're telling so yeah what what does this song mean to this journey i think it's just introducing him and our sort of friendship um so yeah i mean there was always three of us it was me matt and ross um we just always hung around together and lesson jake was always on you know all that style of music and it was just how we were just like random happy go lucky sort of group of just yeah just just jump around like he he always had a smile on his face yeah. as well you know whenever whenever you saw him you know you just chuck music on and just be laughing joking very much we so we grew up sort of around the jackass era so yeah we, we were doing all the yeah pranks. i filmed the pranks i didn't have the bollocks to <laughs> <laughs> do half of them you know and um, but yeah you know it's just always remembered the one the one i always remember is um so there's bathurst park in lydney and he climbed a tree and as just a random person walked past he just fell out the tree like on cue <laughs> and just the reaction but he never felt pain he just always just do it and then the other one was the and please don't do this at home um and uh, i might get told off by parents i don't know whether mum knows i did this but we, we we had a bit of a fire as well and him and another person who shall remain unnamed let's say um but decided to put a deodorant can on it to see what happened and nothing happened so they stood on there i was filming they stood on it and stabbed it and they both disappeared in a ball of flame and i was like what the hell have i filmed that and then they both came running out wow stuff and he was always like and i think it's all just bringing the character of how like he was um he hated bananas to the point where if you chuck one at him he'd throw up right it's always just a thing we did <laughs> just, yeah. yeah you know just a laugh and i think it also links back to the last time i saw him um, so I was driving, you know, a, a really cool car. I had a one litre Toyota Yaris, <laughs> and um, yeah, I came out of my parents' house, out of the cul-de-sac, and then he came round the corner going the other way. And it's yeah, it's something I'll never forget. You know, we just waved at each other. But it's interesting with sudden death that you don't think, fuck, that's the last time I'm going to see you. No, you know, it never really never hits home that way. I mean, we played rugby together. You know, I knew him since 95, so I'd known him for, yeah, 12, 12 years. So when I moved to Lydney, you know, so I met him, and we just, like, just clicked in that way. And I guess now I talk about how, so how he died. So he died in a car crash. Uh, there's he. It was very sudden, mm. so it was immediate. For me, that gave me a little bit of respite, knowing that he didn't experience any pain. Yep. And I always feel... I've never asked him. Maybe this will prompt me. I always feel for my father because I was in uni, 
and I can remember I was working at my desk and I had a phone, I had a missed call of my dad and I had to go to a lecture so I went to the lecture and came back and carried on my desk and he rang again and I answered it and I can't remember what he said yeah. along the lines of obviously Matt's died and I rocked back on my chair and it's the only time I've ever sworn to my dad I said you're fucking joking yeah. just the next bits of blur next thing I know is I'm sat in a canteen with an old lecturer <laughs> buying me a Dr Pepper yeah I was I, I just was numb and my dad was on his way to pick me up and my sister which he did and that's where Ross rang as well so we had a sort of a, a tearful chat and yeah the next song next song I'm going to bring interestingly I, I had a little bit of tears and it didn't really hit and we were always laughing and joking you know we both really big fans of this comedy group and it was when this I heard this theme tune just as we were pulling into my parents I'd held it together and just as we were pulling into the house this came on and that was when it just hit me and I went numb and I was tearful his sister was at our house um, with her son and I just ran straight through the house and just went you know just mm. wept and so <laughs> it's odd talking about that and the fact that we're going to have quite a cheerful tune coming in so it's actually the theme tune for Monty Python which is bringing in which you know for me I'm laughing now for a minute yeah, because yeah. that's the best thing about memories mm. um, and we clicked over these as well didn't we mm -hmm. There's no doubt about that. And we've got a, a, a hidden recording in the depths of our... Like when we were doing a mic test last yeah. year, which we might release at some point. And we spent a lot of time talking about these, didn't we, if you remember. So for everyone, it's the, it is the Monty Python theme song. We're going to play it for Spotify users now. Anyone else, you want to go off and listen to it, please, because it'll bring a smile to your face. I don't about you, but like... <laughs> the first thing I know we're talking about difficult subjects we talked about like you know you can't help feelings can you you know and yeah. um, that is um, it makes me smile we were just talking now um, we'll do it we'll, we'll definitely do a cabin sessions on this but I lost my grandfather last year it's coming up to the year anniversary of his funny enough there's a lot going on at the moment and um the sense of humour I thought that I'd like to think I've developed, Bryn, it's not it's still developing, I'd say, um, come from a lot of that. And when I hear that, I think of him. Yeah. But obviously, today we're, we're talking about you know talking about your story. So what you were just saying, obviously, that this was the bit actually that probably brought so much joy to you up until the point of hearing it at that time. So yeah, yeah talk talk through it. I think starting off, I mean, I'm surprised you got a sense of humour. You know, I mean, it's definitely building. It'll come. It'll come. But yeah, it, I mean, it's. it's it's, it is like there's a lot of there's the whole thing of you know people feel when you're mourning you can't smile and you can't laugh and that really frustrates me you know I mean sometimes yes circumstances you know it is hard to but you know it's it's a natural thing it's a natural process and it's the same when it comes to tears there's people like oh no I, I don't want to cry in front of people mm. I don't want to cry for example I don't want to cry in front of my children yeah. if you lose someone yeah. and I'm like but it, by crying in front of children, you're showing them, you're giving them, I use the phrase, permission to grieve. You're like, yeah. it is okay to cry, it is okay to do that. Uh, I always reference back to an experience in uni where someone was off, became tearful and was offered tissues and they were really frustrated and I really see where she's coming from now. That a tissue is offered to stop the tears. Yeah. And you're like, but I just want to cry. I just want to let it out 
know, and yeah, it just really rung true with me that that statement and the whole what does grief look like? Can you judge someone for laughing two days after someone's died? The day the day we found out, four four of us went to the pub. Yeah, I had, had a chippy takeaway. Mum and dad paid, which was nice. And yeah, we went to the pub. I'll be honest, and I did turn to alcohol for a few days. That was my coping mechanism to start yeah. off with. I'm very fortunate. I recognised and stepped yeah. away. Yeah. And I went. I went to uni a couple of days after as well. But I, we we were having a laugh in the pub because that's who he was. He would have been gutted if we were moping. Yeah, definitely. You, you know, absolutely gutted. You know, he he want we listened to the right. You know, the music. We played pool. We had a good crack. Yeah, I think it's you know talking about like laughing for grief and the story my dad always told me about my bump you know who passed and, you know, they were in the church before for a funeral and he sat next to my bump and it's actually my mother's father but they got on great as well which yeah. was which was lovely um, and he just nudged my father in the middle of the service and said about the the vicar I was like do, do you know what he's got a bra and knickers on underneath there and my dad said yeah. it just to cut the whole what it was about it just cuts yeah. the tension and it's exactly the same actually again going into it with my band like when he passed I wanted to laugh because every time I was around him I laughed yeah you know, even right up to the end he would even when he was struggling to talk at the end he would find a way of saying something that could make you laugh whether it was through his moaning about the, the coronavirus on the news because he was bedridden he wasn't going nowhere but he was moaning about the lockdown you know and he was because that was that's who he was you know but it's so important to understand that sometimes people laugh in awkward situations don't they Oh. Jimmy, whether it's death or whether it's something like something bad's happened and your first instinct's to laugh, that could just be mm. your reaction. It's like you don't know what to do. Your body's just throwing that out, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and also like with some with some people, for example me, I needed that. I needed mm. laughter. I needed normality. I didn't want everyone you get it a lot when it comes to grief and bereavement. I've worked in this field for long enough now that people say, Oh, um let me know if there's anything I can do. Oh, how are you doing? And when you ring that person, they don't know what yeah, to do. What yeah. you want is someone to say, you know what? I'm going to cook you dinner tonight. Yeah. Come around, I'll cook you dinner. You want people who can react and always normalise things. And working with my work in the moment is with parents um, a lot who whose children have taken their own lives for yeah. food suicide. And that's what they're saying is we need, yes, it's there. Yes, name it. Don't let it be the elephant in the room. But also help us to continue with our lives along our grief journey you get a lot i'm gonna get on my high horse here now you get a lot of our oh, five tasks of grief warden's five tasks of grief for me and this is where i might annoy people i say that's a load of bollocks that you go through tasks and stages mm. this is not stages it's like a roller coaster you'll be going up through one like say anger then you'll loop the loop all the way around to denial then you might go down a little bit more into acceptance and you might go back to what I mean but it's, it's a journey that everyone has this individual yeah you can't prescribe grief to people you can't prescribe bereavement it's completely different you know myself and my friends we all grieved in different ways yeah of course some of us took it took longer and there's what the the next song which I'm going to introduce is one that helps me when I feel like I need to grieve and interestingly we both we're both into drama and we did 
a performance for Sitform where interestingly we, um, we got 100% for the performance. Wow. And it was inspired by these people called Deviate and they're a physical theatre company. Okay. And we had a, we did a fight, like a physical fight with each other that was dance, choreographed dance to this song. And it's one I'd never heard before and now it's my go-to. It means a lot. And it's Hope There's Someone by Anthony the Johnsons. So here we go. Um, hope there's someone, Anthony jo- Johnsons, Spotify, enjoy. For the rest of you, maybe take a break and go and have a listen. I don't know um, what people's reaction will be to listening to that, because I know for a lot of people it'll be the, maybe the first time they've heard it. It certainly was for me when you sent me through the songs. Didn't give any context, you just sent me the songs. Um, and I've just played you a different version um, by an art, you know, by Avicii, yeah. who a lot of people will have heard of. And I mean, he tragically lost life. We've talked about this. Probably there's probably a pod in there somewhere, isn't there? Because just the circumstances of how he died and the lyrics. We always say to people, don't we? Go in and have a look and actually read and listen to the lyrics. But yeah, that you know, I, I just thought when you were telling me that story about the, you know, that the choreograph fight dance mm-hmm. scene you were doing, I'd love to have been there, mate. Yeah. Like. I yeah. think I would have been a bit speechless, like to be honest. But it's interesting as we were talking, I almost had like a, an epiphany. You know, I think it's the second epiphany on this. On this yeah, so far, you know, I've done alright. Is <laughs> <laughs> I remembered that actually the first part of the song we were doing the fighting dance, and then he left, like he stepped out, and I was doing it on my own, and it's it almost like summed up what was to come. And the fact that he he would step away because he was always like my cheerleader. I'm very lucky, you know. So many people go like, "Oh, okay." I, I got um, so I was head boy, and he was the one who pushed me to do it. Was he? You can do it. Like, go for it. So, yeah, he was always. And I know, I know he'd be chuffed where I'm, I'm now and what I'm working with. And he was a big inspiration for me to get where I am. Yeah. To the point where that song I used in my final performance my therapeutic qualification and if people wanted to listen back or you'll note there was one point where it got a little bit quicker and that was why I took my I had a mask and I ripped it off to actually show actually this is me being hidden underneath I had a little reference great showman there I'll just play that that song I think you know it just gets me going when I listen to that yeah it's it always evokes an element of sadness for me and you get times where people will say oh, I I avoid sad songs but sometimes when you want to feel sad listen to sad songs you know, if you want to feel sad go for it how, how often do me and you speak about this yeah it's like I think we are, I actually asked Tom on, on the podcast with Tom please go back to that as well again another, another fab one about anxiety and depression and coping but like for me sometimes when I feel sad mm. I, that's what I want mm. you know I want to know that these people that we put on pedestals sometimes because they're bands that we like you know I, I just referenced two two days ago we held a, a one year remembrance for my for my uncle mm. who passed away a year ago again a sudden death it's a hard one for the family yeah. I, I've particularly you know when my dad found it difficult because mm. he doesn't show a lot more I know you're listening dad and I don't mean to put a lot on the line but just in terms of it's his younger brother 
Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of the stuff that you can see, Bryn, around this cabin came from my Uncle Vinny. Really? Yeah, the wood and the things that he used, the yeah. materials that he used. Um, but like a, the song from Vinny was Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. I think I sent you a photo a few weeks ago after we'd had a, I'd had a couple of drinks, I think I'd been to the pub yeah. and I came back and I put that album on. Because yeah. he's the reason I told you before that I like Pink Floyd. And I sometimes, it, 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 I didn't get upset. Mm. I have listened to it in the past mm. at, the, at a certain moment I've cried. But it was just, and you want to hear that song because yeah. he got me into Pink Floyd, and that's his song. Mm. It holds so, the memory. Exactly. Yeah. And it's interesting you mentioned, I know, I'm pretty sure my parents will listen to this, and it's, it's very much a generation, generational thing about men exposing tears, showing tears, yeah. showing vulnerability. And that's something which I push a lot about is the vulnerable masculinity area that you know it is okay for blokes to cry this whole man up and all that stuff is a load of bollocks and I can remember the first time I saw my dad cry was at his friend's funeral yeah you know he's he has been very strong he's been very solid for me during that I mean still you know during this whole grief process it's it's an interesting thing that people are listening and it's it, it, this happened in 2007 it was probably I'd say 2018 that I fully explored it so yeah it does take time I didn't realize what I was holding on to and the pain I was holding on to and we're, mo we're moving in I'm gonna bring in the next song now and it's, it's interesting so I've never really spoken about my faith here but when it happened when he died I can I was was am I am now by what then I was a Christian I walked away completely walked away from my faith and it was only through meeting Charlotte that I came back and this song so you know what let's listen to it and then I'll talk through so this one is and it's quite specific here when you look for it so it's by Chris Tomlin and it's amazing grace and in brackets are uh, my chains are gone so really listen to this specific one and again, Spotify, you'll hear it. Anyone else, go off and as Bryn, you know, Bryn's direct, you have a listen. So yeah, I hadn't um, actually heard that version, uh, Captain. I think it's a song we, you know, nearly everyone knows, don't they? I mean, this part, especially in the, the Western world, I suppose, but um, it, it's, it's a lovely version. And we were just chatting, weren't we, a little bit, just as, as we do. Um, as the song was playing and just it's funny how things come and go but I've seen with, with death a lot of people get hung up on um, like the unspoken narratives the the what ifs and you know what would they be doing now and 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 you know what would they have said you know etc we've talked about I think in mental health in the past how controlling the narrative is really important so if you're thinking of a job interview for example and you start thinking the lead up to it Oh well, what if they're going to think that of me if I say this? But that's not that's not a real narrative because you're like, well, just control what you can control. But actually, in death, this I don't know. I, I don't know where I was going with it, but I kind of just thinking out loud. I was like, it's, I think it's okay in death, yeah. personally, to think about what would they be doing, what would they be thinking, what would they be saying. It's just keeping them in the memory. I don't, but what do you think, Captain? I mean, it's, it's very existential, and I recommend people if if you are really interested in how people grieve and react to death to have a look at Irving Yalom so he did a book called Staring at the Sun which is around death anxiety 
like how people feel like, well, what if there's nothing there after mm. and stuff but also again working in suicide there's always the question of well why didn't they tell me yeah what happened what was going through their mind and that's where it's really tricky for us as humans to sit with the unknown yeah We're, our brains are, are not wired to do that if I ask like if I asked you a random question you want to know the answer yeah like if I said you know I don't know I don't even think it's a thing but like if I said right what was the actual name of the prince of Egypt you want to find out exactly you want to google you yep. can't cope until how many people are going to go and do that now I really don't think <laughs> If you do it, let me know, because I'm not going to look. Google searches are going to go <laughs> yeah, up for that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll go and see the musical soon as well, so I might be able to answer that. <laughs> um, it really, you know, it's it's tricky. It's tricky to sit with the unknown, to to not know. And people struggle with that. And it's just because we're not made up to, know an- you know, to not know the answers of things. Okay, just as well, I think, bringing back to personal journey, you talked about Amazing Grace and your faith. <laughs> Um, and what we want to say, listen, I think we actually referenced this in our first episodes. Just to lay this on the line, me and Bryn have become very close friends in a very short period of time, and we let's, let's be honest, right? Um, we did say, I think, in the first pod maybe, about how we're still learning about each other. Mm-hmm. And you were saying now off air, I don't think I've ever told you about, I don't think I've ever told you about that. I don't know. And I was like, yeah. no, because we discussed we were going to do things, yeah. and we wanted to react in the moment. But you said about stepping away from your faith and I think this is another part of a journey of maybe coming back a little bit so just yeah tell people about this song specifically for yeah, you so I was it's weird do you say fortunate enough or I was given you know I was so I was a pallbearer for Matt um, so there were four of us and he's a heavy bloke let's put it that way yeah. <laughs> especially with the coffin so it was me Ross Matt's brother Dave and I believe it was a family friend I mean, it's, it's funny at the end because um, when we had meant to take him out of the church, we just didn't we didn't get our lift right at all. Yeah. And so the top half came up, so it was like he was standing up in a coffin was for a little while, <laughs> and then we we carried him Adjusted. out. And I, you know, I, again, you know, I, I was in tears. It was interesting that when during the funeral, after I, you know, we carried him in, I turned around, and I couldn't see my family. I ended up sat on my own. Yeah. For the funeral, and it was really just. I think I needed that, and I. The one thing I can remember is as I was leaving, I was weeping, and I can remember my dad reached over and just patted me on the back, and then as we walked out, we had like a guard of honour from Lydney Rugby Club. But as we were lowering him into the grave, everyone was singing "Amazing Grace," and that song just every time I heard it, I weep like not just cry I'd weep yeah and even in church it happened a couple of times when we went and it was only again like shout out to Raph interestingly that he I confided in him so he's a pastor was a trainee pastor and you know, he is not a very close friend I managed to play it on saxophone this version I'd never heard this version before and it was my chains are gone I've been set free it was like a release when I heard those words of actually just let just let go of that part you know the part that you can't seem to celebrate the song because celebration again like he's gone you know he was you know we grew up and we were Christians and he he's kind of gone where you want to go you know, yeah. as a Christian you want to go there so why why get upset celebrate it you know be excited for the fact that he's gone there same like I had that with my auntie as well 
and I managed to play the song all the way through on saxophone. I'm not going to play it now because luckily I haven't got my saxophone. <laughs> We've got guitars, but yeah, we haven't got, got saxophones, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I remember after playing it all the way through, Raph just went over and just patted me on the back, and actually it was at that point that I decided I wanted to be baptized. Okay. Uh, so I was about. I don't know. 2014 so two day, two weeks before my wedding and interestingly in the week in between um, my dad had a heart attack so it was a great few weeks you know, just everything <laughs> and a funny thing is that they say that when you get baptised that's the point where you're most vulnerable to the devil tempting you. You know, so my old man had a heart attack it was almost like the perfect thing to happen yeah, yeah so this it just it really touches somewhere for me now that of that you know it's almost like my whole journey of just have been feeling really chained and stuck and bound by grief and then actually just having the release you know i'm moving now you know just ha- opening your hands and like oh there we go and just letting the weight go is massive i think like it's so much in there i think you know it's such a tough one um grief but it's just so great to hear the stories and i remember just it just came straight into my head about like the, i remember the day that my um my Bambi died last year. It was very hot. I know it's been hot lately, isn't it? You know, which is, yeah. you know, it's come to the anniversary. And it was very hot, but it was very hot and it took it out of me. I remember I, I turned up not long after, after he passed. I was doubled over for most of it. I couldn't catch my breath. It was such a big, it was hot, but obviously I was emotional as well. Um, but anyway, you know, afterwards you know they have to come and, and collect my bump you know and t- take him t- to take take him away and um my dad was laughing for a bit after at the back and i, I mean i won't go into it because it was it was a very personal moment but it was what you were just saying about lifting the coffee now it was a similar experience to the guys who came and collect my bump yeah. nothing bad happened by the way to anyone you know there was no dropping or anything like that but the reason my dad was laughing was more because he said he could pick. He was sat in my bump's chair when my like when my bump would come on, have a, you know, you know, would come sit outside or whatever. And he said he could picture my bumpy Len watching them yeah. take him away and going, yeah. "What a clumsy pair of shits!" Yeah. And that's the kind yeah, of thing yeah, he would have been yeah. saying. Yeah, and, and that's what we said is we, we imagine Matt laughing down at us. We needed a release, yeah. And it's almost like you could either go, "Oh no, no, it's not proper to laugh here. We shouldn't laugh." Mm. Or no, no, he would have been definitely if it was the, like if it was anyone else and he was sat there probably like the same with Matt like you said mm. they'd be laughing their head off yeah. at yeah. it that's where you come back to your original point at the start about we want it's okay if you, it's okay if you don't feel like that yeah. isn't it it's okay if you don't that's how you deal with grief mm. but it's also okay if that's your reaction yeah. you know you, you played a big enough part in Matt's life I feel to have that moment mm. you know of what it means to you and what your friendship meant to you and to him as well so I just thought that was that was you know amazing, and I think um, we're going to continue, aren't we? I suppose our journey. So, yeah, we are, and this one's this one's a little bit different. So, I like chucking in some theory every now and again. Um, also, be be warned if if you've got this volume turned up, this one's quite a loud one. So it's it's kind of going back to our anger G. If I've got that right, Nick. anger G, um, Nick. Yeah, and this one is it's by a band called I Prevail and it's called Scars. So, off we go. Okay, so that was Scars Night Prevailed, a different change of pace. A bit different to Amazing Grace. A bit different to Amazing Grace. (laughs) 
Um, you've said in the pop-up, we don't know where you're going to go, Bryn. <laughs> um, every song tells a story. Um, I would say it's really weird because people who like Catfish and the Bottle Men like me won't, might not relate to this, but the background of the music. Um, there's a great song by Catfish and the Bottle Men called Tyrants, um, and the song was a bit like that. Um, not to the scream level he, he sings more in his rock it's a different style of rock music um, but I was, I was just thinking about you know when the, the guitar chords hit the drum beats and stuff like that um, there's a particularly bit towards the end that I, I was thinking that anyway it was Scars and I Prevail so um, yeah this is another part of of the journey and uh, what, what does this mean what's yeah, this one all about it's a bit different it's more about the theme of just wearing your scar mm. you know, I mean I've got Unfortunately, unfortunately, I actually have some physical scars, especially my Harry Potter one on my head, that people notice, you know, it's wearing outside of like, yes, I, I've got this wound and this is why I'm here to help. And there's something, it's linked into a guy called Carl Jung, who's like Freud's apprentice. Mm. About and you've mentioned Jung, I think, haven't you, in the past? Yeah. Um, I'll just read the quote, one of his quotes, and it's, the analyst must go on learning endlessly it's his own hurt that gives the measure of his power to heal. This and nothing else is the meaning of the Greek myth of the wounded physician. So it is like every therapist is wounded and you have to go through your, like for me, you know, anger was a big thing. And until fortunately in uni, you know, I was put in a group with four blokes who really held my anger at one point. After that, I could meet other people's anger. Yeah. Because you have to go, the therapist, well, sorry, the client will only go as far as the therapist has been themselves. And yeah. that's, again, Yalom, one of my favourite guys. So it's only, it's kind of just a short note about it, but also it it, it covers the, the frustration that can come with grief, with bereavement, and it, like, especially with the sound of the music yeah, and just the tempo and stuff. And that's something which I've tried to do when I picked each song is actually it does flow in different ways because there are different elements of grief. And I know we mentioned it, Nick, like, it's okay to be angry. Just be... No, for me, there, there was a point in time I was pissed off with him for dying. Yeah, yeah. Why, why did you do that? Yeah. That's natural. It's a natural process to go through. And a big thing for me, again, I mentioned permission to grieve. It's like the permission to be angry, the permission to be upset, the permission to actually have a good day as well. I think it's so... We were just we were talking off here a little while back about about therapy, and obviously you've been involved in therapy. And I think for anyone out there who's been considering it, I mean, I'm very lucky. I've got a, a very good friend sat next to me here who is good oh, at who who's good. At, it's uh, my dad's shoe. Have you seen that? Uh, like, he <laughs> was a good listener and just knows when he needs to ask questions and just sit back and listen. But for anyone out there who's who's thinking about therapy, I I kind of think, and it's a personal personal thing before getting to know you that it's quite daunting, isn't it? And you've said it on a pod before, when someone actually steps forward and says they want to speak to you, that's, that's, that's a massive step. But we also talk about like these, like anyone else you interact with in life, like Paul Bearers and other people as well, these are people who have their own lives and their own story. And I know I've taken a look into therapy before, a brief look into it before, and you have to, don't you exercise everything that's happened? You know, you have to go through therapy. like, And you go through, you've said this before, you go, continue to go through. So for anyone out there who's thinking, I'm struggling, but I don't know who to turn to, it could be an option, Bryn, couldn't it? For a lot of people. Oh, massive. I mean, for me, I always use the example. I got ripped apart, basically, mm. in my therapeutic training. They literally exposed every single vulnerability I had and then built me back up. 
Yeah. You know, I had to, but I had to go there to be able to support other people so that they could then sense, I guess, my aura or something that I can hold what you're going to give me. You know, yeah. I, I can hold it, and it, it kind of, it does lead into you know, people might be relieved. I don't know. We're going into the last song, and I encourage those who who can to either Google or you know, if you can get outside, listen to this or Google Tumbalan because this was. This was a big epiphany for me. You know, I've been I've been batting on I'm like, oh, what's people saying? Oh, you, you know, that spirit animals stuff like that. Oh, what do you link to, or what are you, or how do you let it out? And I was like, oh, maybe a lion. Maybe a lion's a thing for me. And you know, and I've got I've got a tattoo. And on the tattoo, interestingly, it is of a lion. Spoiler alert! But we always used to call my square head because mm. funny head. So I've got a small square on there. And on top of that is a cross. So it links it together. I've then also got dots, which represent each person I did my therapeutic training with. Right. So shout out to them if, if and when they listen. I'm sure I can force them to. Yeah, and it's holding holding the lion close to me. The lion is very much a sense of masculinity, of power, of strength. And this song was... <laughs> I mean, you couldn't tick every... You know, box if I could try but it was my I walked up to Barlam on my own with a little picnic on the cider just before my 30th birthday and it was at this point I heard this song and luckily no one is around because I hooped hollered and danced when I heard this and the song is The Call by Regina Spector I don't want to say how I feel after listening to that. I um, we didn't speak for probably most of that yeah. song, did we? We only started talking to what towards the end. We we'll talk, you know, you're going to round this off nicely. I know you are in a minute because that's you know you've 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 talked through the journey so well. We were just talking about songs, weren't we? And like how they kick in when they need to kick in sometimes. Um, and I was just telling the story about I was walking up Tumbal and we, we we both we've mentioned loads load times. You know, it's a mountain near us. We love it. And I was walking up there after being feeling particularly anxious, should I say. And we've both got really random playlists, haven't we? Like, really random playlists. Anything could kick in. And I remember I got up there and um, Breathe by Pink Floyd kicked yeah. in, which is just breathe, breathe in the air. And I stopped and looked across like the set and went, I actually stopped and focused on my breathing for a bit. Yeah and relaxed you know then I continue my walk up to the top but anyway you were whooping and hollering when you bring when this song came so tell people about this song as I said I was searching I was like oh maybe maybe it's a lion maybe that's what I need that part of that part of me I need to unlock and this song came on it was on shuffle and I was like oh I like this what's it from and I looked and it was from Prince Caspian and I was like Prince Caspian, I know that. What's Prince Caspian linked with? Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe. Who's in Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe? Aslan. Who's Aslan meant to be representing? Faith, Christianity, Jesus. I was like... You pulled it all <laughs> it's, together. It's hard, it's hard, you know, it's hard to properly describe that moment, but it just pulled everything, my whole grief journey together with like, that's what I've been searching for. I've been searching for something that just unlocks my anger, unlocks 
like lines are beautiful as well. I won't say my own personal beauty, but like the beauty of grief and the beauty of the grief journey. And I'd always wanted a tattoo, and it was at that point I was like, I'm gonna get it. So I did. So I went, I butted in and got my tattoo. And yeah, I, I guess it's obviously thanking you for sitting in and witnessing my my sharing of this story. It's something which I've done a few times, so it flows quite naturally for me. And those who are listening, if you if you stayed for this long, well done. Thanks for coming. Um, but yeah, it's it's just acknowledging that you've you've heard my story and we we have mentioned before we'd love to hear some of your stories and love to hear you join a cabin session if that's what we're calling it yeah yeah going we're going up you know down below deck and just sit you know down below deck and down below is where you really get the vulnerabilities and you get the hidden versions and things and for me i always mark uh the anniversary's death the 24th of April and also his birthday which as I said is the 15th of June and I absolutely hate Stella so I on that day because he used to drink it I always had a Stella for him and that's something if you are listening I'm not saying you have to have a drink but when you listen and when I say this point just yeah just do a cheers to the you know the loved ones who aren't around anymore not necessarily to Matt, but to just to anyone. Just take this time and just pause for a couple of seconds and as you said quite perfectly, just just breathe. Okay, Bryn. Um you thank me. Um it just at the end of the last section, I just want to thank you. I think we talk about when our guests come on. Mm. I mean, we sort of share tidbits, don't we, through the normal podcasts about our life. And we want to thank all of our families as well, our wives and our friends, because we do give a bit of a lens in. And, and actually, Nick mentioned that, didn't he, on the last pod? We are, we, we are aware that we're giving people an insight into our life a little bit. And that means that people come with us, don't they? Mm. Do you know I mean, people do come along with us for that. But no, well done, because it's very brave. And we will be doing more of these cabin sessions because we've got other things that we want to talk about. But for, for anyone who's been on our journey, I suppose, mm -hmm. since day one, they'll remember maybe episode five, um, which was the Foo Fighters one after doing Nirvana, wasn't it, if you remember? And we talked about the journey of Kurt Cobain and then subsequently Dave Grohl. And I wrote a poem um, that I think caught the captain a little bit off guard mm -hmm. at the time. And it's all led to this moment, hasn't it, mate? Because you said to me at that time, I want that one for this one. Yeah. But I'm going to hand over to you because I remember giving it to you and you've still got the piece of paper. I, I hope you can read my writing, mate. Yeah, we'll, see. We'll, we'll find out. This, this is probably like take six or something after I've had a few years. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, the end. I lost my best friend. This is the end. I can't feel anything. No. No, they wouldn't want it this way. They want me to move forward and to face each day with new vigour and hope. Their hand on my shoulder, making me stand taller, making me feel bolder. Go on, they'd say. I'm still here cheering you on. Have no fear. Take a chance. Laugh and dance. For what I want is for you to be happy. So that's what I'll do, my friend. I'll move on with you in my heart. This isn't the end.
It's a new start. Okay, Captain, it's a different one yeah. for people, massively different. Um, I suppose our, our whole mission statement, goal, whatever you want to call it, has been to talk about uh, things that might be considered taboo. We've talked about this before, and we, it, it's not a taboo, okay? And it's absolutely okay to talk about your thoughts and feelings. Yeah. It's okay to listen and not talk. It's okay to have thoughts. It's okay to get upset whatever but we just kind of thought in this whole journey that we've lived life like our shipmates mm -hmm. and that we can share that to f for other people to find strength in we will return next week with a band and some yeah. music for people that'll just and a chapter of the story we oh yeah i've had two weeks to prepare so be this better be good <laughs> right okay. but um yeah just um just just a couple of thoughts from you really yeah, I th something for me is just, I'd really like to hear some feedback. Yeah. Not just on this episode, but also on on our journey. And stay tuned on the on the socials, especially on Instagram. I'll be putting a few questions out of just seeing what works and what doesn't work. Because we, we are continuing to grow. We have got a couple of guests lined up, which are maybe putting us outside our comfort zone. Definitely. We don't know them. Definitely. It'll be a really, we're really excited excited to get them on and yeah it's just noting if if people want to give feedback how, how do they do it yeah definitely i mean we we do we're heavy on instagram and we we love photos because photos tend for us to bring things to life yeah. so if you if you want to instagram we're at captain cook pod um from a twitter perspective is at captain and cook one and we do need a bit of help on twitter really we're doing okay on instagram we need a bit of help so if you're on twitter find captain and cook one and give us a follow and then email i quite find that if you're gonna if you have a thought about something or you want to share something sitting down and writing an email is like writing a letter yeah isn't it mm -hmm. so sit down and write us an email if there's something that's rung true with you or you want to share and that's captain and cook and cook pod sorry at gmail.com but until then it is a tarah from me I said to her from him.